Welcome to another episode of The Real Pause Show, where artists share their heart about their passion for what they do. Take a moment to look over the episode's description to familiarize yourself with available links as they will be mentioned throughout the podcast. And now, here's your host, Paul Weiss. Okay, welcome to another episode of The Real Paul Show. You guys are going to have to forgive me on this show. I foresee myself being a little bit spacey. I've really been feeling kind of under the weather this whole week, and I've been having to work double time at my job because my immediate boss was on vacation. But um, without all that, we are going to be talking today with a very nice young lady that I met and found on TikTok. And I really enjoyed her music and thought that she would be a perfect candidate for the show. And then upon reading her info, I really think that she's going to be perfect for this show. So I'm excited. Can't wait to have her come up. So um, I don't see anybody here yet. So we're going to hang out here for a minute. And then we'll see, there she is. All right. And okay. All right, Jesse's coming up and we are going to have our interview. I'm so excited. Hey, Jess, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Oh, a little bit sick, a little bit under the weather. Been having like a flu cold thing going on all week, but uh, oh, if I'm no. if I'm spacey, I apologize. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, I'm so sorry that you've been dealing with that. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I had to I had to power through it because my immediate boss at my work she took a vacation for the week, and I kind of had to take up her slack. So I was like, okay, oh, I'm not no. sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh my gosh that must have been very stressful uh it was it was tiring that's for sure but yeah. anyway thank you so much for accepting to be on the show I appreciate that thank you so very much for having me I'm so excited <laughs> I know me too so let's start it out with um some question or a question of like I went through and read your your bio, basically, information on the stuff that you had uploaded to register, and mm. I got even more excited because it sounds to me like you're a kindred spirit and how you utilize your music, so. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, now it said, let's 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 go back to your seven-year-old self, uh, yeah. and uh, tell us a little bit. Well, first of all, before we go into that, I keep forgetting to do this because I have they're so spaced out now. But um, first of all, let's just take a moment for you to tell my listeners, your listeners, um, about yourself, what you do, and where where you're at right now 
Right. So uh, basically right now I'm just focusing on uh, releasing new music on the 16th. So I guess two days ago, um, I released my second single, Then I Do. Um, and yeah, I've been working with uh, Catherine North Studios, two amazing producers, Will Cran and Emma Whale. And basically, I've just been in the studio a lot doing that, recording um, my EP, which will be out in November, and also working on my debut album. Awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> I, I did see that you had that one in the works in your bio. That's awesome that that was that was uh, two days ago. So yes, go listen to Then I Do on Spotify, people's. Thank you um, so or whatever much. it is you have. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube, iTunes, all the places. Awesome. And where's the best place for them to, if they wanted to find a place where they could link out to those easily? Oh, um, well, basically my Instagram, um, in my Instagram bio, which is Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, no I, um, underscore Francesca. So it's Jesse underscore Francesca. Um, basically in my Instagram bio, uh, if you click on the link there, it'll take you to like a hyper follow link where you can choose which platform you want to listen to it on. Sweet. And we'll go ahead and link that in the description of this podcast for you guys. Oh, thank so, you. <laughs> um, you can go to the Instagram or you can view the description here. And I think I saw that link, the Hyperflow link in that registration. So I'll do that. Um, all right. So now let's go ahead and go to where I was saying your seven-year-old self. That that was what really intrigued me. I loved it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about like, First of all, my main question that I love to ask, and you can go from this and fill in more of the story, but for musicians, music does happen like really early on. And I like to ask, what is it about the music that attracted you? What is it that clicked and gave you that passion that says, aha, this is what I want to do? Yeah, well... I mean, I never honestly really thought growing up that I would be doing this. Um, it was more mm -hmm. of a recent um, decision. I had actually planned on going to law school. I wrote my LSATs and everything. Um, and, you know, law school is quite expensive. So um, I had this thought of like, oh, I have all these songs that I wrote maybe I could like sell them like to a record label or to like singers or something just to make a little bit of money off of them. Um, so that I would wow. be able to kind of go to law school. Um, it, I had always kind of written them, um, as like a passion project, but I never thought that I would ever be able to actually do this sort of thing. Um, so then I, I took out my songs and I kind of played them for my parents and for a few friends. And they said like, well, why don't you just like try to be a musician, which is odd for parents to say, I know, but, um, they're really nice and supportive. And, um, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. That's so much. And my mom said like, well, it's, you know, you're young now. It's probably yeah. the best time to, um, to do that. And, I'm so glad that I did because growing up, it had always kind of been a dream, but never something that I actually thought I would ever be able to do. 
um, in reality. So like even, you know, writing songs, kind of like putting together albums, deciding which song would go where, um, I got so much happiness from it, but at the end of the day, I would be like kind of sad because I'm like, oh, no one's ever going to even hear them anyway. Um, but now the fact that people can hear them is like such a dream and it's so exciting. Oh. Yes, for sure. So going back, I want to dig a little deeper and I'm, I'm yeah. tenacious. So um, what is it about the music that attracted you at, at, at that seven-year-old age? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I started writing um, songs just for fun when I was seven. Um, honestly, it was never um, – it was always just like a, a fun hobby. I guess when you're a kid, you like to kind of explore okay. and do different things. And for me, it was always that. I really loved um, – right listening to to albums growing up like full bodies of work that was always really interesting to me so from a young age i never wanted it to be like one song i mm -hmm. always wanted to be able to kind of create like full bodies of work um and i think you know how it started was basically uh, i had a right. friend she was two years older than me her name's sarah she's awesome and um she uh basically was like Hey, I have this idea for, um, this like song, like this nine-year-old, she was so brilliant. And, um, so we wrote a song together. And then ever since then, I was like, that was so fun. I want to do that more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the shop. Need a fresh new haircut? Check out The Shop, located in Lehigh Acres, Florida. That's The Shop, D-A-S-H-O-P. Check them out on Google. We now return you to the interview. So... Now, reading in your bio, it, it appears that you had some highs and some lows, and music came out of those situations. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Was that, can you explain to me how that relates to each other for you? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think when I uh, first started, it was more just like, I was very, very, very little just doing it for fun. So it was more kind of like um, writing like fun songs. Nothing I could really ever relate to. The lyrics didn't really make any sense. Um, and as I grew <laughs> older, as I started to experience, um, you know, heartbreak, even like family deaths, you know, like mental health struggles as like a teenager, things like that. Um, I really started to mm -hmm. use um, songwriting as almost a coping mechanism for all of those things and kind of having a diaristic approach yes. there. Um, and it, what I love about it is that it can turn like a really negative situation into something positive because you've now created some form of art out of it, which is nice. I love that. That is so true. Mm. And um, 
most of the stuff that I've written, it, it's the same way. It comes out of, uh, like, uh, unfortunately, my earlier music, and I, I mean, it's unfortunate, but not unfortunate, because it did, like you say, produce the song. But a lot of my earlier stuff was really out of pain mm. and sorrow. And um, about two years ago, I changed that and started just kind of just sitting down and playing whenever I want, uh, whenever I feel the mood hit. Um, yeah. And whatever comes out, comes out. I record on the spot rather than actually sitting there writing down and I don't know how to read or write music. So I just play my emotions. And I'm learning that I can play not just the sad emotions, but I can also uh, lately has been more like peaceful emotions. I, I create the peace that I want to feel and go there. And, uh, but I, I love the way you say that though, because it's, and I'm going to bring it up again. I always do this, but my favorite saying is, you know, music says what words cannot. And 100%. sometimes you know, even, even if it has lyrics, it's, it's the whole setup of the, the writing, the music, it, it's a way for us to release things into the music that cannot be said, you know? Yes, exactly. I love um, how you said about like, uh, you're like now creating kind of like a peaceful world and then entering into it. I love yeah. that. Cause I, I'm a big like reader. Like I love like fantasy novels um, like high fantasy. Yeah. Like oh, I'm yeah. a huge reader and like, um, it's so fun to, um, even create like fictionalized versions of things and to kind of create this like atmospheric mm -hmm. world that you can dive into for like, I don't know, five minutes, however long the song is, and then, um, come out of it. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's awesome. I, I recently had a, a situation. I recently, it is, I recently had a situation where um, I don't know why I just, I, I got so focused on the podcast that I was neglecting my music and I started getting like this gut, I don't know how to explain it, like a gut turmoil feeling, like it felt heavy in my stomach spiritually or, or mentally or however you want to look at it. Um, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was so focused on the podcast, I wasn't even thinking about my music and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And for months I had this. And I oh. finally, on suggestion of a friend, she's like, all your music is a single instrument being played. She goes, have you tried playing multiple instruments at once? And of course, since I record live, I, you know, I have to have stuff I can intermix. And, um, right. So I just one night decided to take her up on that, that, that idea. And I sat down and played my keyboard. I had my steel tongue drum and I had my wooden recorder, which sounds similar to like an Indian wood flute because it has that breathy sound. Mm -hmm. And I sat down for like 30 minutes on TikTok and just played my heart out. And I did like Indian verbalization, like Native American verbalization. Um, no words, just making notes with my voice, you know? And wow. uh, when it was done, I was like, 
whoa. And the, the heavy feeling in my gut was gone. And like, mm. that's what it was. I'm so connected to that avenue of communication when I don't use it. It's like it gets blocked up, you know, and I, I, I just can't, I can't work right. So it was, it was an interesting learning experience for me. I've only been really getting into this musician side of things for the last two years, actually probably about two and a half years now it's going on. Right. But that's awesome though. I mean, I, I love that, that, that I find these little kindred things with most of the musicians I bring on and it's really it's really neat to to connect with people and be like hey I know that feeling <laughs> yeah yeah kind of like the feeling of um escapism almost and being able to almost use yeah like you said kind of like music as in um going into another world it, it's like it gives me the same feeling as when I'm like reading a book or something like that yeah I'm a dystopian fan. I love dystopian stories. Oh, nice. I definitely had a dystopian phase when I was probably around 15. I was like, that's like all I would read. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny too, because most of them are teen books, but I don't know, for some reason, they just, they're, they're pretty cool. I like them. Oh, nice. But, um, yeah. So currently, um, while we're on the subject of the music and stuff, the, the, and how it creates these worlds and our feelings and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what is it that you would say that music does? And I guess you kind of have answered it. I don't know if you want to expound on it a little more. Um, like, what is it that music does for you now besides i mean we know it's you know you're creating music you're going to make money off of it but there's a deeper side to that and uh, so what i want to know is like what is it that music does for you as you create it or and also like as you listen to it mm -hmm. i think um listening to music does definitely a lot for me, especially like listening to um, like complete bodies of work, like uh, albums and stuff. I love to just go mm -hmm. for a walk and like listen to an entire album or even just like sit there with the lyrics in front of me and listen to it because it does feel like I'm escaping into someone else's world for a little bit. But I also find that each time I listen, um, it's different. I pick up different things than the first time. Um, so I guess that's, that's more listening, but in terms of creating it, it can be interesting. Sometimes it's, um, cathartic. Sometimes, uh, it's a really frustrating process, um, <laughs> which I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that. Um, trying to like uh -huh. find the right lyrics it's sometimes because sometimes it like I will sit there and write a song in five minutes I'm like oh okay that was that was nice that was easy and then sometimes it's mm -hmm. like I've been writing this song for two years <laughs> you know um so it can depend it can be a happy process <laughs> it can be a frustrating process um but it just feels like something that I have to do right Right. Mm -hmm. I get that. That's, that's kind of where I was with that gut feeling. It's like, okay, well, I guess I have to do this periodically at least. Yeah. But, um, so 
I got a question for you though, just out of interest from from me being a new musician trying to figure things out. And I've asked a few people this, but like, do you find yourself like having to be in the mood to do the music? Or are you able to just sit down and say, hey, I'm gonna write a song now? Right. I definitely can like if it was like a work for hire type thing where it was like, all right, like you have to we have to sit down and write a song. Um, I would definitely be able right. to do it, but I don't think it would produce my best work. I think normally my best songs come from when I'm doing something and then like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my phone? And I'm running around the house frantically trying to find it so that I can, you know, like hum into the voice memos app um, <laughs> what I'm going yeah, you to do. That too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's never the phone is never where it should be. It's always like in between the couch cushions or something <laughs> like that. And I have to like pull it out <laughs> and rush to the voice memos. Alexa, app. call my phone as I do it. <laughs> exactly. Alexa, stop. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, hang up. Alexa. Okay. I actually said, hey, call my phone, and she did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so Sorry. funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, at least she's, like, she's on the ball. Go, Alexa. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, I can find it pretty quick. <laughs> so you feel like, you know, the songs that you – and that's a good point, actually. Like, the, the people who make music for money mm – -hmm. It's not necessarily the same for everybody. I'm not going to blanket statement this, but mm -hmm. I think in general, like if all you're doing is making music for money, it's going to be good music, but it's not going to have that same feel as if it was something that was written from a personal experience or from the heart. 100%. You know? And I think like that's something that... um I think about a lot because I think newly um, in more recent years, the general public has been more interested in singer songwriters. Um, like having a great mm -hmm. voice is great, but I think people are really wanting to hear people's own original music rather than people singing other people's songs, yeah. which is, has kind of shifted recently to that. I, I, and I, I love it mm. because like I'll flip through TikTok and just kind of watch different musicians as I'm flipping. And I look for that. I look for the body language. I look for the facial expressions. I look mm. for, you know, I'm not just listening to the singing mm. because people are on all different levels. It, it doesn't mean that they're a bad singer or a good singer it just is their style and what i look sure. for really really look for is like the heart and exactly. when i see somebody that i see that heart in that's when i contact them so oh, yeah i love I'm, that I, I hope that comes through the show <laughs> <laughs> yes no it definitely does 100 percent. yeah And now, a brief message from Ophelia on how you 
can contribute to the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here, please consider supporting the podcast with a monthly contribution. To contribute, just click the link in the description of this episode or visit The Real Paw Show on Anchor FM. We now return you to the interview. Let me ask you this as far as, so how long have you been, and you probably already told me, but uh, my memory is really short. Uh, how long uh, ago did you, uh, has it been since you started like doing this as a, um, you know, putting yourself out there? Mm, it was very recently. Like on Spotify um, and, I'm... and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah, so recently. Um the my debut single The Darkest Hour, it came out um July 29th. Um but I started posting on like TikTok and Instagram, I think maybe about a month or two before that. So very recently, like up until recently, um I was not really on social media like at all. Like I didn't have a TikTok. I my Instagram was private i like never posted on there um social media just really terrified me and so i remember the first time i ever right. i ever put out my first TikTok. i had like all my friends around me and i was like oh my gosh like what if this is gonna be a mistake um and they were like it's gonna be fine and um yeah so just recently i have kind of uh gone on social media and started sharing that and it's funny because i had people who've known me like my whole life be like you write songs like i never knew this i was like yeah i just never really showed anyone before <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a big shock that's so cool though. that's so cool yeah. that's cool and that's Thank um you. that's uh it's i mean congratulations for for going that distance and and pushing through that thank you um, oh. You're welcome. And that brings me to the question that I wanted to ask, and that is this. What do you think? Have you had any hurdles along the way? I know that that was a difficulty to to put yourself out there on the, the social media and stuff. But mm-hmm. what um, have there been any hurdles that you had to overcome and how did you overcome them? Yeah, um, I think definitely a lot of hurdles that I've had to um, overcome. And I think it's like overcoming them has kind of been a continuous process as opposed to like kind of jumping over a hurdle and having it um, be done. It's kind of like a, I don't know, five steps forward, one step back type thing. Um, Kind of like a push and pull. Um, I guess one of the big things um is that oh it's like hard to talk about sometimes um but I am uh autistic which a lot of people don't necessarily uh, I guess see that uh right away because I mask it and hide it very well um and so that's mm-hmm. been something that I have always had to deal with without kind of knowing what it was um, 
you know, even like as a young child, I, I had something called uh, selective mutism, which basically means in certain environments or around certain people in certain scenarios, um, you can't speak. And so I remember, you know, going to like preschool or elementary school when I was younger. And um, I just, I couldn't speak, I couldn't talk. Um, and I also couldn't move. Like there were points where mm -hmm. I would go like catatonic and I, I couldn't look people in the eye. I would always be looking down at the floor. Um, and I essentially just had absolutely no voice, no way of communicating. And so I think, um, you know, writing music was such a good way for me to express myself. Um, like you said earlier, in ways that words cannot. Um, yeah, and I think, right. yeah, even to this day, if I find it difficult to express something through like normal conversation or through words, I always feel like I can say exactly what I'm feeling, kind of hit the, um, what is that expression? Hit the no. I want to say hit the nose on the head. That is not correct. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but um, uh, yeah, I can kind of do. Oh, hit the nail on the head. That's it. I think I was combining two different expressions. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. But um, <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, I feel like I can better express myself through music, and I, I definitely feel like not being able to speak at a young age was probably a huge reason as to why I really delved into music as much as I did. That, again, I mean, holy cow, I love this. I love when I talk to musicians because in the musician realm, this is not uncommon. Really? Um, that's actually where the saying came from. The, the music says what words cannot. Because I have a really difficult time putting my words together in certain situations and being able to say what I mean. And a lot of times people misunderstand me, get upset with me. And it's like, I didn't mean it that way, you know, but it's just the way my, my tongue's, my tongue gets tongue tied. And I, I blurt out words that are not the right words that I meant to say. And it's like, ugh. and for me, it was dyslexia. And my mm. sister, who has an autistic son, my, my nephew, um, she's told me in recent years that, that he reminds her of me at a young age. Yeah. And she told, she's told me, she goes, I believe that you have some form of autism. Oh, I've never wow. been checked. I don't, I don't want to go in and be checked. I'm 46 years old. And at this point in my life, if I've dealt with it this long I can deal with it the rest of my life right, right. <laughs> but, but um but yeah I mean I totally get that and those are hurdles but the beauty of it is the the creation process even though it may be a little tough for us at first when we do connect and feel that connection with the music it does like go deep into our soul and it relieves and releases that need to speak or that need to express in a way that we cannot. Exactly. So I totally get that. 
Wow, that's like, that's so interesting and like wonderful to hear. Obviously not that you've had like hurdles, but it's like, it's reassuring when you um, meet someone or talk to someone who can like relate to you and understand what you're talking about. So it's like, whoa, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's so wild how like when we first contacted each other, we didn't, we had no idea those things about each other. And now we're like, whoa, like I have that too. I dealt with that nope. as well. Yep. That's wild. That's yeah. Amazing. And for our listeners, this is our first voice conversation. We've, we've chatted a little bit back and forth about the, the show coming up, but not anything else. So it is, it is neat. Yeah. But I find that a common thing though, among musicians, we all have a very similar outlook or I should say we we most most of us have a very similar outlook there are some out there that are more business side of things and again I don't I'm not dissing it I'm just saying it's there's a there's different facets to the music realm mm -hmm. and my my main thing and what you're, what everybody's going to hear on this show most of the time is going to be deep philosophical conversations because that's how I am with music so um yes. but uh, I love that. That's awesome. So um where do you see because I mean this is really cool. I like the stage that you're at because it's fun to ask these questions to someone early on like this. Mm -hmm. So now that you've started this and you're you're starting to get an idea of what can happen with all of this. Um, where do you see your music taking you? Hmm. That's such a good question. And it's an interesting one too. Um, I've always said, like, I want, when I release music and songs and everything, I do, like, my favorite is, like, albums and bodies of work and telling, like, a full story throughout um, a certain number of of songs like um, the album that I'm working on it's almost done and it'll hopefully be out you know soon <laughs> um, it like it tells a right. full story um, and you know even like I've started on a second one and that one is telling a full story as well um, and so I think I definitely see myself being more of an album artist as opposed to like hit singles, if that makes sense. The single thing is fun as well. Right. But I do find right. that people, if they like an artist, they want to have like multiple songs to listen to. And right now I only have two. So like I'm just excited to have kind of a large roster of music for you know, some songs might be better for some listeners than others and, and everyone's going to relate to different things. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to just try and experiment with, um, with different things. I think all my songs are sonically cohesive while still being very individual. And I want to be able to keep that up and just be able to continue to tell stories. Awesome. Do you see yourself maybe even doing like tours later on in life or? Oh, I would love that. That is, I, so I also, um, I dance, like I danced ever since I was little. I've always loved it. Um, I recently, you know, started learning like ballroom and that kind of stuff and I've always loved it. So 
the performance aspect of like tours, like even in my head, I'm like, oh, this choreo would work great with this song. Um, and performing is, Ooh, yeah, it's something funny. I've always loved. And I, you know, ever like in school and, um, you know, in university and wherever in the community, I would do like theater and um, like plays, musicals, um, stuff like that. So I love the performing element of it. And I definitely, oh my gosh, I would love to tour. That would be like the ultimate dream. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I will be one of your first tickets. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's really cool too, because I used to do. It wasn't so much dance, but I did like uh, drama, and mm. in my high school years, I was homeschooled, and I was uh, part of a homeschool group, and we would do. I don't know if you ever seen like at, at some churches, sometimes they'll have like a music piece they play and they do kind of like a dramatic miming kind of thing during it or yes. a shadow show kind of thing. Oh, I and actually really that's love what I would, that's what I would choreograph as a teenager. And awesome. I loved it because it, it, there is something about like dance and um, choreographed uh, acting of of something while the music's going on to kind of bring that story out even more. Um, mm -hmm. I know I've gotten personally, I've gotten chills from songs I've listened to, but never really like focused so much on the lyrics. And then whenever I went to go see it being played out like that, it just really sinks in more when that happens so yes do that girl yes. do the choreography get yourself out there and and that that's gonna be awesome yeah no that's so cool that you did that in high school as well I love that I love theater I love seeing live theater so that's just awesome mm -hmm. yeah it's, it, it was fun and I wouldn't mind doing that again even at, at my age now I would love to do that i should mention that to my church but um but uh okay so let me think at this point wow i'm surprised we've been talking this long but um <laughs> so tell me a little bit about uh well first of all let's or not first of all I'm, my brain's going in a million different directions uh, okay. what would you like to tell your your music listeners about you and 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 what would you tell them to help encourage them maybe some of them are actually looking to get into music as well yeah I've actually had um people kind of like on tiktokers and stuff like that like comment like do you have any advice for like I want to write songs starting out like that um Mm -hmm. and it's like at first I'm like oh gosh I don't know what to say <laughs> because it was always something that I just had right. kind of always done so I'm like I don't want to lead people in the wrong direction um but I do have um one of my best friends Saad we're actually my next single is a duet with him um and and he started um really getting into songwriting recently and for him like something that he said helps him a lot is like 
um, whenever he feels something very deeply, um, just writing out like in a diary or a journal on a piece of paper how he feels and then turning those into song lyrics, which is super interesting because I've never, ever used that approach. Um, but I think for like beginner songwriters, yeah, I, I think for beginners, that would be like such an amazing way to really, um, to get into it, to kind of translate your thoughts and feelings into, into music. Um, I guess something I will say, something from my perspective that I have, I found it helped me a bit. I find a lot of people, um, when they try to write a song, they'll kind of like pick four chords, play, like sit down, start playing an instrument, and then try to come up with a melody within that chord structure. Um, and I've definitely done that as well, and that can be really fun. Right. But a piece of advice I'd also give, um, and how I started writing songs when I was little, like I didn't play an instrument when I was growing up. So I would come up with melodies with no um, awareness of like what chords even were. So then, you know, recently when I was like, well, I guess I should start playing these songs right. on the piano because I know piano now. Um, I'm like doing these chords and I'm like, oh my gosh, like there are so many chord changes. It's not just like uh, <laughs> the same four chords throughout throughout the whole song. They they switch and they can be so different and I feel like it can make your song feel really natural. It allows a song to go to places um, without the confines of this set chord structure. So I guess if you're looking to like, I don't know, try something creative with your music, I'd say maybe like even try coming up with melodies first and then seeing what crazy chords you're putting down. <laughs> Right. And by melodies, you mean like just kind of the, the actual, not, not the writing down of the lyrics, but the, the, the tune itself in your head kind of thing. Yeah. Like what the main vocal line would be. Right. So it's like, um, yeah, I'm like humming the main vocal line into my phone, kind of making up lyrics as I go, I'm going to change them later. Um, and then like, I have one song, um, I mean, my God, the chords are just all over the place, but somehow it works. <laughs> um, and, and it's interesting because if I had just sat down um, and kept the chords like from the first verse, it would have been a completely different song. I wouldn't have allowed it to kind of go to um, all of the different places where it went to. So, so yeah, like just humming. I am, I am intrigued. Mm -hmm. I am intrigued. I want you to, I, I want you yeah, to, whenever it. you release that one, whenever you release that one, I want you to s send me a link and say this one. <laughs> I will. I will. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people, they'll sit down with the instrument first. Right. But I, I think sometimes the best songs, yeah. um, you, if you put the backing track in later, you'll find you've done some weird, cool stuff. <laughs> That's cool. That's a good, that's a good pointer. I, that's yeah. actually one of the deepest pointers I've gotten on here. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> and I, I think that for me, it's been confusing because I'm still learning a lot as well. And um, most of my music is mostly just instrumental. Um, I have a couple okay. that have lyrics that I released 
at the very beginning, kind of just dabbling with it and, and playing with it. And I released them because I'm not anywhere near a professional musician. I do it for fun. I do it for, um, like I said earlier, just the release of my emotions. And whenever I get a piece that I really like, I'm like, okay, I'm releasing that one. I'm going to touch it up with some effects and make it sound as good as I can with what I've got. And, and it's released. And, you know, I mean, I don't expect a lot out of it for people to listen, but I think that as with any musicians out there, people are, it's, we, the world is made up of a kaleidoscope of people and there's going to be someone who likes the music and that person probably has friends that are similar that they're going to share with. So eventually your music will pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope so. <laughs> it just depends on what, it depends on what crowd finds you. And that's the hard part is finding that crowd. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have a whole bunch of questions that came up through this, but um, one of the questions I had was uh, what instruments do you play at this point? Yeah, so I just play um, piano. I wish I played more instruments. Um, I, ever since I was little, I loved the violin and cello. Those are like my top two favorite instruments. And on the album, really? Oh my gosh, twins. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, they're just so (laughs) gorgeous. And, um, you know, I'm a huge because I know you said you did a lot of like instrumental stuff with like sometimes lyrics here and there, but I'm like actually a huge um, instrumental music fan. Like I, my favorite um, composer, I think of all time. And this is kind of a, some people love this person. Some people don't. Uh, It's very, um, you know, back and forth, but I love Hans Zimmer and um his his movie soundtracks i love them and uh the use of like violin and do me a favor though do me a favor i'm sorry the delay the delay makes it so i talk over you and i apologize for that but do me a favor and tell me um some of the stuff that hans zimmer has done because i know the name but i'm having a hard time placing the music for him yes so he did uh interstellar the uh for that he did uh so the soundtrack for the movie interstellar and then he did um dunkirk as well he's done so many things as well but those are i think probably two of my favorites yeah i'm gonna have to look interstellar a lot of i know i've heard it oh fantastic film definitely watch the film as well (laughs) it's so fun I absolutely love it. Um, Yeah, I would definitely recommend him. He uses um, pretty much, like, he uses a lot of programming, um, but it sounds like a full orchestra. It's so interesting. And if you love um, violin and cello, I think you'll definitely love his stuff. Yeah. I love fusion stuff, too. Like, I don't know if you have seen her on um, TikTok, but Elenka... Yelenka Cello. Okay. She is a cello. Yes, you do. She is a professional cellist who used to play on cruise ships, but whenever COVID hit and everything, she had to figure out a way to to still do her music. So she turned to busking and TikTok and a slew of other social media that she, she does lives on simultaneously. 
Mm. And she will play stuff that is like heavy metal. Um, and I'm not a heavy metal fan. Uh, I, I enjoy the ballads in heavy metal, but that's about it. Um, but when she plays the heavy metal on the cello, it's just mind blowing. It's beautiful. And, and, uh, I was, I, I modded for her for a few months actually on TikTok and was going to interview her, but we never, our schedules just didn't work. Hopefully I can still get her on here someday. Hopefully. Oh my gosh. I need to, I need to look her up. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, um, too, because there was a whole bunch of stuff that came up while we were talking. It's the problem. I should be writing stuff down. But, um, oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, all right. So they can find you on Instagram. They can find you um, on TikTok. Is TikTok also the same handle? It's not. I wish it was. Oh, it was taken. <laughs> When I signed up for TikTok, I was like, oh no. Yeah, it makes things, um, you know, eternally more complicated. Um, But (laughs) the the TikTok handle is uh, J-E-S-S-E, so Jesse with no I. Um, And then Adams, A-D-A-M-S with two S's. Okay, all right. (laughs) So check her out, peoples. I mean, she's really, really good. I I loved listening and, and watching her. Like I said earlier, I look for the heart and passion. If that's what you look for in a musician, check her out. It's really cool. Oh, that's um, so kind of you. Thank you. You're welcome. And let's see. Was there anything else that you would like to talk about or, or you know, anything that we might have missed or... Hmm. something that you've thought of? Oh, I was, I was going to say, um, you know, with these, um, initial singles, cause you're talking about cello and violin and how they're our favorite instruments. Um, with the initial singles and the, uh, like initial EP, um, there's not too much of it until the, the final song that's going to come out. But on the album, um, I was able to work with this amazing uh, violin and cellist pair. Um, they are, oh my gosh, they are absolutely fantastic. And um, it's Jill and Andrew. They're, they were amazing. Yeah, and most of the songs in the album are like very filled with that. Um, so yeah, if, if violin right. and cello are your faves as well, then hopefully you enjoy. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I I actually first got interested in the violin when I was a kid. I was watching um, the BBC version of Sherlock Holmes mm. with Jeremy Brett. I don't know if you ever saw those, but he would he would do exactly what I, and I think this is why I loved watching it so much because I related to him in this scenario. He would go up to his uh, loft, sit by the window and just play the violin so that he could think. Wow. And, and they showed that on the show and he just played so beautifully and it just really like connected to my core when I listened 
to that. And and that was where that love for violin was birthed. Oh, wow. And, and then in more recent years, Lindsey Sterling, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. So amazing. <laughs> Isn't she though? Yes. I mean, and I saw, have you seen her in concert? I have not. Oh my gosh. That would be so cool to be able to, to see that in concert. No, I haven't. I was so lucky to have seen her. She came right into my my town here and it was a Christmas special. And at the very beginning, she had like a bunch of um, uh, young kids. I can't, I, the age range was probably like maybe 12-ish to 15-ish age range. And they were out there doing the dance to her song. and And then... The funniest thing, and she did this on purpose with her choreography. She had all of them, you know, go off the stage. And she was in the middle of them. That's how small she is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They're like, surprise, I was right here. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. No, I love her. She's so tiny. And she... She, she's just amazing in the way that she does the choreography as she plays. And, you know, you talk about the hurdles. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw her, her debut on uh, America's Got Talent. Did you see that? Um, I'm trying to think if that's where I like discovered her and first heard her. I'm not sure. Possibly. Well, Whenever she first played, it was like really early on in her career. And she did her bit where she was dancing and playing. And one of the judges said, you know, I'm sorry, but you just sound like a bunch of screeching cats and blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. And I mean, she was about to cry. Oh, my gosh. Well, and look where she is now. She almost wanted to give up. Oh my gosh. That's so, that's like, it's interesting when you hear stories like that from people who are like so revered and and well-known and well-loved because it like, I don't know, it really gives, and I think it should give us all like kind of the confidence to keep going. Cause like, I feel like we all have those days when we're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is, this is, why am I doing this? Is this all worth it? Um, and then you remember that Lindsay Sterling was told that she sounded like, what did you, like, was it dying cats? Oh my gosh. And, uh, screeching cats. <laughs> screeching yeah, something cats. like that. And look where she is now. So there you go. <laughs> if anyone ever tells you that you sound like a screeching cat, yes. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep plugging oh along. Keep God. screeching. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, keep that- screeching. That links back. I remembered one of the things I wanted to say. The um, you said it earlier towards the beginning when we first started talking that you could take something negative and make it positive. You have seven minutes at this point, and I can bring you back up if I need to. Um, but tell us what you mean by that, real quick, before we end and. Yeah, just go ahead. Right. Um, I think, you know, when something bad happens in my life, um, 
it's like, I always kind of look at it as the silver lining is like, well, I can write a song about it now. <laughs> um, so every bad experience right. for me can kind of turn into something good, even if the song is like heart wrenching and so sad. Um, you know, I find that eventually there kind of is this distance from it, almost as if I didn't write the song in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like then I do, I wrote the song that just came out um, on the 16th, two days ago. Um, I couldn't get through it without crying, like when I first wrote it. But now um, mm -hmm. it's like you you put enough time and space between it and it's almost like it's no longer mine it's the world's now if that makes sense and so now i can sing it listen to it and it doesn't even really yeah. register sometimes that it's my song like i yeah like i'm just like oh like you know it feels like somebody else um kind of wrote it so it's almost as if i took all of the sadness that was inside of me and mm -hmm. just put it into that song and then that song is kind of like a capsule for it or like a vessel for it and it keeps it there almost <laughs> i know you're gonna get tired of me saying this but yes i totally get that oh <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. how broken resolution was it was really painful like multiple parts of my life i just kept adding to the song and um it it became so that whenever I would play it uh, early, like early on when I had just made it, when I would play it, I would shake, I would sweat, I would cry. And I couldn't, oh you know, I would only play it for people who were close to me. I could not play it for anybody else. And, mm -hmm. and so the way I started my musical career slash hobby was... I produced that song at the best of my abilities with what I had. And I put in my head, okay, Paul, this is the release of the song to the public. I'm letting it go. Mm. I'm going to turn over a new leaf and start creating differently at this mm. point. And that was the whole purpose for that to be my first release was to let it go. So that's really awesome that you said that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that that was kind of your like almost inspiration for it was like, let's let this go <laughs> into the public. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's like some sort of separation from it and it becomes something that was so sad that is now really um, beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. And that's true for everything in life, for my listeners and for your listeners. It's very true that every experience we have in our lives, we call them bad experiences. But honestly, I'm, I'm getting to a point now in my life where I'm realizing that even the ones that we think are a bad experience, sometimes we need those to yank us out of our situation that we're in to move on, to move forward. And oh, 100%. we can turn around. Yeah. And we can turn around and we can share that information with other people. That's why I like wisdom because not only for podcasting, but just for talking with people and sharing that knowledge of experiences so that we can 
maybe help someone not have to go through it as tough as we did. And that's the beauty of life. Everybody can do that. If you have a bad experience, come out of it positive and look back on it, not with regret, but with a purposeful way of sharing with others. Don't be ashamed of it because it happened for a reason. And you can share that and light up somebody else's life with it. Exactly. That's so true. You know, I had my high school music teacher. He's the best, Mr. Bond. Um, He always said, and he had this up in the classroom. um, He always said, it's not a mistake. It's a clue. And I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. Yes, Yes. for sure. (laughs) So I think um, you've got two minutes left. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But I really do appreciate you being on the show. And, you know, if you're game for it sometime in the future, I would love to have you back. Oh, my gosh, I would absolutely love that. I mean, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your awesome show. This is seriously so much fun. I'm so glad that we got to finally Mm -hmm. talk um, as opposed to just messaging back and forth. It's so nice to do that. And I would love yeah. to come back on with um, my friend Saad. He's Saad Sheikh. He's absolutely amazing. And I cannot say enough good good things about him. And yeah, we're putting out a duet. So that'd be awesome. That would be awesome too. Just uh, let me know because we can do that for an announcement kind of thing if you want. But, ah. um, all right. Sweet. Well, like I said, thank you for being on the show. And um, that concludes this interview. Oh, perfect. Thank you so very much. Yes, have a great day. You have a a blessed day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. So that was Jessie Adams, and she is just as awesome as I thought she would be. And I look forward to hearing back from her again soon. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your support and coming here to listen. And if you would like to support this show, uh, financially, um, you can do so, uh, at this point, it's kind of difficult. Probably the best and easiest way would be my Instagram for the show itself. It's TRPS pod. And, um, you can, uh, keep up to date with what's going on there uh, and see the interviewees and also you can listen to this for my live listeners now you can listen to this on spotify itunes all those great platforms uh, within the following week spotify should be up within the few hours but the rest of them take about a week or so to get posted Thank you guys for listening and do what you love with no regrets. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Real Paul Show. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. And remember, do what you love with no regrets.